There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another exciting, jam-packed episode of Space Trash. Lost also the rich in Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine, and I cannot believe the plethora of news stories that have broken since we last met. I mean- I know. We were going to record on Wednesday and we said, you know, not enough stuff is broken. Let's give it till Friday. Now look what we got. Prince Andrew lost his titles. Jamie and Britney Spears are fighting. Kanye and Julia Fox are hanging out in low-rise jeans. Madonna's there too. (laughs) Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got engaged. Momoa and Kravitz broke up. Uh, Ina Garten and Reese Witherspoon are fighting. Reese's daughter thinks that gender is whatever. That it's... (laughs) So many things. Um, and Kanye punched someone in the face and neck. I literally just got scared by my own shadow. Is that a Mercury retrograde thing? I saw a little fluttering in the corner and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And it was my hand in shadow. Okay, well, you want to know what like spiritual community would say? What? That it was actually like a, a spirit. Like even okay. if it was your hand... That was that was the thing that caught your eye. The fact that like, because you know about shadow. We've heard about shadows before. We've been outside, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're a beach girl, you know. You, the, as you, if you put a umbrella up, the sun moves the umbrella's shadow. You're you're an old pro at shadows. But like when that happens, when like the shadow catches your eye, or like you see something and you're like, oh, it's just this. It's actually that like a spirit is behind the shadow getting your attention. Oh God! Uh, uh, I I also saw a dead squirrel outside and screamed a lot of weird stuff is happening and today's the first day of mercury retrograde right today's the first day of mercury retrograde we also have venus retrograde we have the sun that is about to have a full moon but the sun during this full moon is going to be exactly conjunct pluto i mean this is a creepy time Ugh! i thought all the creepy times were over no it's one of those things i every client of mine is like does when does it lighten up when does it lighten up? I'm like, maybe a few days here and there, but like life's heavy, baby. We're in the 3D. This is what it is. But I do think astrology gives us sort of like a heads up in terms of like where where it's going to be heavy. Are we more top heavy this week or are we more thigh? You know, like I think that's where <laughs> astrology gives us a little bit. How do we dress for the weight is really right. the question about astrology. You're never going to not have a body, but but you're going to, you're going to, it's going to fluctuate in terms of where the weight is. And right now it is. It is heavy in Capricorn, and that is what we are. Yeah, so what does that mean? I'm being so weird and bad this week. Well, now, watch out what you say to me, because I would try to challenge you. I won't, because I you know, don't want to eat our time. But 
weird and bad I think probably what it is is just that like you know with Venus and Mercury retrograde Mercury is in Aquarius right with your Venus right now and Saturn is in Aquarius right with your Venus right now now Mercury is moving now back towards Capricorn to kind of like what happened was like Mercury moved forward into uh, into Aquarius started to get the big vision like oh wait a second my vision is like yes. changing then it, it's it's meeting up with Saturn basically and going okay wait a second now that there's like a new daddy in town new Saturn in town I need to go back and revisit the Capricorn stuff so that I can properly erect the new structures of tomorrow you know right and, and so like I said on. I said we're getting a book deal in Q1 and now I have to write the book. So that's really what's exactly. going on. Right. Like Mercury retrograde doesn't necessarily mean that like fucked up stuff is happening or like communications. It just is like a revisiting, a revising, a redoing. So for yeah. you, like going back and going, okay, I now have a different plan. I need to like adjust my schedule, adjust what I'm doing, refocus in a way that then allows like it's like the thing for you this week is like basically restructuring your whole schedule so that you can get the things done that now that you have a clearer vision of the future that you can actually do in real time but because venus is still retrograde and is moving closer and closer and closer to my moon and to your sun it's it's like doing it in a way that really does honor the goddess versus doing it in a way that like because usually i mean we've been taught to like really squash the goddess and like be productive and work nine to five and and fucking spend six hours going to get a 10 minute spot at a show right, exactly. with like 12 people in the audience that's right. just to, so that guys can like you know make money off of it so right. I'm not doing it anymore well and it's like so like I low-key like so I booked a show last night at the stand and I was joking because I was like yeah this is why I don't like hustle at comedy because it's like when I get booked it's at the best places and I will prepare and I will go but that aside like someone was like are you upset that you're not doing comedy anymore and I said I'm doing comedy but like I am done killing myself for yeah. like the hustle Right, so that other people can benefit. Like, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't mean we're not comedians. It doesn't mean that we're not funny. It doesn't mean that we're not working hard. It means that we're working smart, smarter, yeah. not harder. We're getting out of the pyramid scheme. Yes. That's the that's what we're doing this Mercury retrograde. Look yes. at what your pyramid schemes are as a person, the ones that you're enforcing, the ones that you're getting caught up in, and use this Mercury retrograde to give them the boot. Burn down the pyramids. And, and wait, can you help us though? Like when, when we're looking at our own, I love this advice, Capricorn to Capricorn, I love this advice. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at like what pyramid schemes either we are running or involved in, like how, how do we define a pyramid? I mean, I know how I do, but like how would you define a pyramid scheme? I've worked at places that had a toxic work-life balance and I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't stand up for other people. Yeah. And that to me felt pyramid schemey. I felt dirty. Like if, like, like a place that I worked where the bosses said, we don't believe in sick days. If anytime someone says they're sick, we assume they're lying. So I said, okay, well, I need to keep my job. So I'm never calling out sick. And then like, whenever someone went on vacation, every place I worked, you would have to do triple the amount of work in the week leading up to vacation so that you had enough stories to go out while you're on vacation. Like just things like that. Fuck like that. it's, it's, it shouldn't be on, that feels like a pyramid scheme to me because you're, working and pushing yourself really, really hard for someone else's benefit and not your mm -hmm. own. Like, cause yeah, you're, the benefit to you is that you get to keep your job, but the whole system is completely toxic and unhealthy. So well, the like whole system is paying the people at the top first and foremost, and you're kind of exactly. just like this cog in the machinery. Exactly. So fuck that. Now I will say this is also a very, I'm only saying this cause I think it's very important. We are in the last few days 
of the North Node being in Gemini and the South Node being in Sagittarius. And why is today an auspicious day to record? Fuck Wednesday, Friday this week, because um, right now the Moon is in Gemini. And so this is the last conversation that we're going to have for 18 years between the moon, our lunar energy, our emotional energy, and the north node in Gemini. So this is the last Gemini moon nodal activation for for 18 years. Wow. So we need to make sure that we say some crazy ass shit. (laughs) Right. Or, Or at least like declare, like I love your declaration, like we are not doing pyramid scheme uh, promotions anymore. We are not working to the bone to just be on the bottom of the pyramid, right? Like it's sort of yeah. like, it's sort of like like fine tuning all the things that we learned over the last eighteen months. Like who are your partners? What does language mm-hmm. mean to you? What are the words that you're no longer using? What are the words that you are reinventing? I know we're not going to talk about Bivin again, but you know I love it. But it's like mm-hmm. how do we? How do we move forward into this Taurus Scorpio nodal access with our appropriate peers, with the people that are really on our team? If there's anybody in your space that you feel like, damn, you know what? Like, I don't know if they're on the team. Like a lot of this year was trials and tribulations. And that's, I think, where where the Venus retrograde comes into play, because it's sort of like this is your last chance at evaluating your relationships and if there are people this year who you've had issues with or over mm-hmm. time that you've had issues with it's like either they need to know their role and shape up we were talking earlier about my lovers they now know their role thank you lovers mm-hmm. thank you lovers you can come with me into the future versus like the friends or the the clients or the people that you had to find out the hard way like they're actually not on your team and so this is like a time to really let them go and declare what it is that you're about what it is that you will work for what it is that you really want to focus your learning on what you want to give your energy to and who you want to do it with yeah and also not necessarily slotting yourself into a system just for the sake of it because i have a big issue with doing that and it has served me in some ways and it has hurt in other ways because it's like i yeah, I got to a level where I can make a living freelance writing, which is great. But um, if I if I hadn't done it so by the book, would I have gotten even further earlier? You know what I mean? Well, because- that really is the question because – and especially for you because your Venus is in Aquarius. But, like, I really love what you just said, which is, like, don't, don't like – participate in the system like if you haven't been participating in the systems now is not the time to start because what's going to happen like across the board I mean even like last week I'm seeing tons of headlines ton the fed has failed the fed is failing the banking system is failing it's like oh my god I didn't see those headlines at all I'm don't such even worry about them but don't a, worry about them. I, I really need to up my I I preach about media literacy and I'm like, <laughs> I was on Reddit for nine hours when I should have been writing about tragic details of Jenna Jameson's life. That's okay. I'm, I'm just really sc- like scanning headlines and going, oh, I know, the, I know it all anyway. And it's probably not true. But what I want to say is like what this next year is going to be about. And even if it's a little bit ugly or messy or like boots up like strenuous we're creating our own systems so instead of like opting into a system that you haven't been opted into yet because you think they're going to save you or they're going to help you or you're going to be more supported it's not true you want to like really buckle down into the systems that you are participating in that are working for you that are out of the box or you want to create your own this year because like we are really in a free balling yeah of our culture Let's take some cues from rich girls and rich guys, because I've worked with, especially when I was in New York media, a lot of people with family money or people who just didn't have to worry. And so frequently 
they would just not do things that they were being told to do and just be like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh yeah. No, I don't, I don't do that. And, and you're like, what do you mean you don't do that? Like we have to do it. We all have to do it. And also like, you're my intern and you keep, you're not supposed to just, oh no, I don't do SEO. Like, no, you do. But also like, I mean, I'm not going to fire you. And right. those people end up not having to do it. So, well, like, I will say that, like, if anything, like, I, that's, I, despite my bank account and despite, you know, what's happened over the last 12 years or whatever, 15 years, I do have that rich girl privilege. Like, there's a lot I don't do. I barely wake up in the morning. Right. Like, we need to, I need to channel that energy a lot yeah. more. And I did a stereotypical girl voice, and I hate myself for doing that because <laughs> the men who were ahead, the men who were above me were the worst um, offenders. Offenders of all at this. Like, no, I will not learn to use the site's CMS. I will make you do it, even though you're making X amount of dollars a year and it's way, way, way below your pay grade. I'm going to email you the text of things and I'm going to make you copy and paste it and put it into WordPress because I am a rich, important man. And, and I, and I don't, I'm not going to learn WordPress, but I'm going to still call myself an internet writer, but I'm going to be the only one alive who doesn't know WordPress. Like writing is writing emails to you is internet. Right. It's like, it's like that kind of shit that just like that ballsiness where, but you know, when you're middle-class or lower middle-class, and I mean that in the U.S. sense, because in the U.K., middle class means rich. But when you don't grow up with that sense of entitlement, it's really hard to channel that energy. But we've all got to do it because they're doing it and they're not doing SEO. Because you're talking about the moon and Gemini, I think we have to start with Kanye because yes. I didn't even know about this moon and Gemini thing. And Kanye is at his most Gemini. Most Gemini. Most this Gemini. is the most Gemini he's been. Yeah. Since he tweeted extremely personal details about Kim's pregnancy, right. I would say, 100%. you know, and and so what happened was last night he and Julia Fox hung out. I guess they were at like a listening party or something. And Madonna was also there. Julia Fox was wearing the lowest jeans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, she looked slamming. I've been listening to her podcast actually all day while walking Same. Oscar, and I'm I stand her. And I I've been stand Julia Fox, but now I'm like, you know what? This is a freaking it girl coming into her own in her 30s who's not nepotism and she looks sick and like this is a, this is a moment this is a real moment and this is a type of fame that I don't even know is accessible to Gen Z because their stars aren't big enough there is no Gen Z Kanye because right. they're so they're so fragmented because of like That's TikTok and everything You're right that's so right So I think it's so cool that we have this, when's the last time we had a new it girl, you know, and we've got one and she's over 30 and I, I friggin' love it. But so, so they all hung out and then, and everyone was talking about the photos and how cool they looked and how one photo I thought was really funny with all of them, Julia, Kanye, Madonna, and all the other people they were with. And it said nightmare blunt rotation, which is kind of true. (laughs) But then a couple hours later, TMZ posts a video of a guy laying in the street because Kanye allegedly punched him because he asked Kanye for an autograph. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently he was also like videoing. Like he, he was asking right. for audio. He was, asking, he was asking him for an autograph while he was videoing him. So like 
you know, Kanye should know better when a camera's up to just, like, do it cooler or just not be violent. But I also understand where it's, like, you know, I get where he's, like, stop fucking. I, I get the celebrity urge to be, like, stop fucking following me with the camera. I'll do it my fucking self. Right. But also, yeah, like you said, there's a right and wrong way to deal with it. Um, And he laid the guy out. Maybe the guy was, you know, playing possum a little bit, too, just to sort of. Because I'm sure since there was cameras involved, there are going to be lawsuits and maybe this is part of the loss. You know what I mean? He's going to be like, you can see in the video that this other guy took that I'm laying here like lifeless on the ground and splayed out. Like it could have been a little bit of um, of, of acting a little, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, could you get more Gemini? Could not get more Gemini. And it's like. Can you explain to the class why this is so Gemini? To go one minute swanning around with your it girl girlfriend, you're the Pygmalion to her, whoever Pygmalion sculpted, Eliza Doolittle. He's the Pygmalion to your Eliza Doolittle. And then five minutes later, he's laying someone out on the sidewalk. Okay, it's so Gemini because the whole thing with Gemini is the, the existence of duality in every moment, in every person but especially in every gemini right so gemini and 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 kanye is interesting too and i can i can share my screen but kanye not only is a gemini but his son is conjunct his jupiter in gemini so he's like a super duper gemini he also has his lilith in gemini so he also feels deeply misunderstood so what happens with kanye is when he's in the grad when he's vibing when he's in his studio when he's channeling donda when he's making art he's the fucking man he feels fabulous he feels amazing he's on top of the world he's that dude then when he is out in the world and he's being treated in a way that he doesn't like or people are saying shit about him that he doesn't like or they're videoing him without his permission or whatever that that lilith comes out where he can switch really fast into doesn't anybody understand what I'm saying? Doesn't if you really love me, you wouldn't do this. And then he so he can go from zero to sixty really fast and just go from like loving date to I'm flipping the fuck out, like snap your fingers. Right. So before- And he's really walking through the path where like these two things exist at once. Yeah. So before that happened, Julia had posted this podcast where she talks about her relationship with him, mm-hmm. which I love. I love well, just like, thank you, Julia. Like, thank you for right. being a normal fucking person. I think what's really interesting is Julia is. Molly's yelling at Oski. Oh, he's, he's, he's got zoomies right now. He's like the devil is in his pants or something. <laughs> I need to ask Nick to come get him. But anyway, um, to me, the thing is like, Julia's just not that famous. Okay, but she is an auteur of her own image in the same way that Kanye is authoring her image. It's almost like like she has less at stake than Kim did. Yes, she does. Because she's starting from not a lower place. She's starting from a much cooler place. She's got much more credibility in fashion, art movies music everything she's just not as famous but like I feel like the vibe I got when Kim started dating Kanye was you know yes he was doing the Pygmalion thing he was giving her a makeover he was buying new clothes and it the vibe was and it was on keeping up with the Kardashians but you kind of felt like Kim was trying so hard to play it cool and to not do what Julia is doing right now because she needed to just be like like Kim was only alluding to their relationship like she was acting like, oh, this is actually 
the most important relationship on the show. So it can't go on because he was giving her this credibility that she didn't have. And like, she named the cat Mercy after his song. And that became like a little hidden message of like, oh, the cat is named Mercy. She was in one of his music videos, but it still seemed like she was keeping it. She was trying to seem like she wasn't too excited. Well, and it's also like of all things to name the cat Mercy. It's like by the end of the marriage, she was like, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. Right. Tap right. out. I'm tapping out. <laughs> too much. Seriously. And now Julia is going on her podcast, literally just being like, yeah, I'm having a great time with Kanye and I'm really excited about it. And well, he's really it, cool. It's interesting too, because like they met, so I read that they met on New Year's. So it's not even like, like cause she says on the podcast, like, you know, everyone thinks this is like a setup or like some staged PR thing. And like, it's really not. We were at a party, we met and yeah. we hit it off and that was it. And so now for the last two weeks, they've been dating and we all know about it. And I, what I think is, what I think is cool about it. Oh, and then did you hear on the podcast? She was like, the whole thing is just very Gemini Aquarius. I was like, okay, yes. Julia, you know, you know, you know it. Definitely knows. And I also think that um, she she married her husband on New Year's Day last year. And then the they had a- up. Yeah. And then they had a baby. So like, it's clearly a pattern and she's clearly not ashamed of it whatsoever. She's She met her husband and- he had a girlfriend at the time, so he wouldn't hang out with her. And she was like, on the podcast, she was like, I really respect that because most guys would just cheat on their girlfriend. I was like, I don't know if most guys would just cheat on their girlfriend, but like, okay, <laughs> sure, maybe some would. But anyway, she- I guess in so- her experience, because she's just like a hot, like, you know, artist socialite, like for right. her, they would cheat. For us, they'd be like, I'll call you in three weeks. Yeah, or they'd be like, I'm telling my girlfriend and we're going to laugh about it. But so- right. <laughs> like- <laughs> So apparently then after they broke up, um, they connected, he connected with her and they got married like a month or two later. And then they had the baby. And then she posted that big rant on Instagram saying that he was a deadbeat and that he is having an affair with his aunt. So did you hear her? She talked about it in this new episode too. She was like, look, I didn't lie about everything, but the aunt that he had the affair with is not biologically related to him. And I feel bad for calling him a deadbeat. It's so well, messy. I love it. I freaking love this girl. I love how messy it is. I will say that until she apologized for it, I'm different than you where you're like drag the ones who drag you forever. I'm not. Like I don't feel that. And I think especially if you have kids, you really shouldn't say anything about the parent no matter what. Well, she said the reason why she did is because he was out telling people that she wouldn't let him see the kid. And that was what set her off. She was like- right. He said that someone told her he was out being like, that bitch won't let me see my kid. And that's what really flipped a switch on her. And she was like, I'm setting the record straight. Well, I mean, and that I even like too, because I, as somebody who has flipped a couple of switches um, Mm -hmm. and done things like, or said things publicly that maybe I do not wish I had looking back, like it's helpful to know that there was a switch that was flipped. It's helpful to know that she regrets it. Like, I think, I think what she's doing is really cool because she's really making She's like just normalizing celebrity in a way that yes. I think we don't have access to. Like she's she could because because the truth is like Uncut Gems was really like her first big moment, mm-hmm. right? It's like sort of like Margot Robbie is to Wolf of Wall Street as Julia Fox is to Uncut Gems. It's like that's this is like the thing where it's like, oh, you're hot and you're that bitch, and like you played opposite Adam Sandler, you played opposite. 
uh, Leo. It's like it's like these are these like moments where yes. the stars break out. But aside from that, I mean, when you look at Julia Fox's resume, etc., like she is. I mean, I, I do think she comes from money. She's a New York City girl, but it's like she's been working. Like she has had internships as a PA on shows. She's been in the fashion in the you know in the costume department. She's like she's been similar to us in that she's just like a creative who is putting herself out there and doing bitch work like she's she's as normal as we get when it comes to a celebrity like she really is I don't even know if her parents are rich though well they are I mean she grew up on the Upper East Side she went to a, a fabulous Upper East Side school that, that's how she knows Kat Marnell they were in the same group of friends growing up but Kat Marnell grew up in DC they didn't meet until they were in their 20s oh so maybe that was after the fact but no I, I Julie Fox like grew up like in Manhattan like going to private school so it's like even if she's not like stupid rich if you live in Manhattan and you're going to private school you're 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 okay right 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 right. but she at least isn't like the you know I'm the nepotism police and I hate myself for it I don't find her I don't think like I don't think rich equals nepotism necessarily right she's not like Lena Dunham nepotism where your parents were in the art world so you have the the doors open for everything also like she used to you know she used to be a dominatrix Mm-hmm. that was like how she made her living in her 20s like she I don't think she had like stupid wealth where mm-hmm. she was able to get by without having a job well, that's you know what I'm saying. What I- like, she, that's exactly what I'm saying like she's been working like right. she, she her resume is spotty as hell it is as spotty as ours is like it I is, love that and it's all within the industry and it's like in, in, you know it's in art it's in fashion it's in music it's in movies she always wanted to be an actor but at the end of the day like she is taking just like gig economy work and then she did yeah. have this breakout. And I also love that she had this big breakout, you know, in her – either she was 29 or 30. Now she's 31. It's like, yeah, like, let's, like – It's amazing. It lets, like – let's, like – let's reserve space for women – actually not only getting better with age but like your 20s not being revered as this time where like you either make it as a starlet or you don't it's like fuck that like you know not everybody needs to necessarily be like Nanette or like who was that woman who was on America's Got Talent Nanette I'm just saying like there are there are a couple big breakout ugly like ugly older women who are just like I'm here finally I dream you're saying ugly in quotes you're quoting someone you're quoting someone else who said ugly just saying would you fuck Susan Boyle I don't fuck women. Okay, so fine, but no. And same. And but 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 all I'm saying is, look, I would be more likely to have a three saying- Julia Fox and Susan Boyle, is all I'm saying. Yeah, you can hit as a sex symbol over the age yes. of twenty-five, yes. is what you're saying. Yes. yes. And I also think it's interesting that the person that was there during this altercation in this, you know, blunt rotation from hell was Madonna, who also kind of hit in her thirties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. did Kim. And so did Kim. And that's why I think at the end of the day, Kanye is the ultimate purveyor of cool. Because you never see this guy dating like little starlets who like don't even really know what sex is or don't even really know who they are. Like I think it is so right. true that women, you know, like it, it's such a, a a deep it is such a judge of character to me. When you ask men like, would you rather? And it's like, you know, uh Addison Ray or Courtney Kardashian, right? And it's like if your answer is not Courtney Kardashian, simply because she's a forty-something woman versus Addison Rae, who's like twenty-one, then there's yeah. nothing wrong with you because if you're going like that's where it's like the, the Andrew stuff, and we'll get into it later. But it's like it's weird when you go super young because it's really truly about nothing other than power and control. Because young girls, not only do they not know themselves, they don't enjoy sex, they don't enjoy uh like their own sexuality it's like it's like these are these are children at a certain i mean even if they're not technically children you don't really find out who you are 
until you're in your 30s. Like, you just don't. And we're, I'm speaking from experience. And I'm speaking of someone who in my 20s would have told you that I, like, knew exactly who I was. And I didn't. Right. That's why there's laws in place to prevent young dum-dums like us hey. from you know hooking up with 60-year-olds. But yeah, I think this is a really fun thing. And I can't wait to see what she does next. And, and I really like how she... It's interesting to compare and contrast maybe the way that people are talking about and looking at her and Kim um, in terms of the way that they have constructed their own identities. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Like, Like Kim... Kim has constructed herself from basically nothing. Like mm-hmm. once again, upper middle class family, but not filthy rich. No, Her dad was just she a was like she was a closet organizer. Right. So like, and she's turned into this dynamo. And like Julia's doing the same thing. And to my mind, with Julia, it looks more like she's participating in a sort of art project a la Andy Warhol and she's doing it with herself she's Pygmalioning herself but then at the same time it's like well so was Kim she just made a lot of really tacky decisions on the way like like doing an opening of a toilet paper (laughs) Charmin public bathroom in Times Square you know what I mean like it's it's interesting because it's sort of like I guess Julia's sort of taking the it's like Julia's taking the commerce, the art angle, and Kim took the commerce angle, and they're both going to end up in like a similar place. They both end up dating Kanye because he sees something similar clearly in both of them, similar to what he saw in Amber Fox, you know? Yep. Like Amber Rose, Amber Rose. Amber Rose, yeah. Amber Rose. Similar to that, where he's like, okay, this is someone who is a work of art and a creation unto themselves. Like, he didn't give yeah. Amber the blonde shaved head she did that herself fucking badass and i loved her rage at him after that breakup because he absolutely made her feel like she was the one the one the one the one the one and then as his you know as his social me as his social clout rose like as his star rose she oh no pun intended laura but as his star rose i think she became the afterthought because she wasn't tech like she she was a stripper and she you know she she wasn't technically like also an artist in 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 his mind whereas I think Kim and Julia but see here's the thing though here's the the I don't think he saw Kim as an artist beforehand I think he does see Julia as an artist and that's the big difference I also think that he's getting closer and closer to this sort of pure artistic and that and what I mean by that is just like seen as pure by the people who decide what's lowbrow, middlebrow, and highbrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. like Julia, ha- like Amber had really none of that credibility right. and it's right. fine. We right. love her, but she didn't. Kim didn't when they first started dating. Now she sort of does. She's getting featured in magazines and stuff. Julia's already been on these art ho magazine covers well, and without I Kanye. It, I love that she did that art, that paper magazine spread with Pete Davidson. Like there's just so much beautiful symmetry in the universe where it's like, it is a small world. And, like, I love that, like, the match for Pete, I love that the match for Kim and the match for Kanye are people that also otherwise matched. Like, there's something about that that's yes. very holistic to me. Like, I just think that's cool. And I also think, side note, when we're talking about the difference between, like, autists versus, like, commerce, we are, and this is a first thought. I take it back if it's not good. But it's the difference between New York and L.A. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like, Julia grew up in New York, so she has a reverence for, like, the downtown art scene and, yeah. you know, the sort of, you know, and I think that the difference between New York and L.A., too, is that, like, in New York, to make it as an artist, like, like I think Kanye 
bringing photographers to their dinner and like publicizing that like it being no like we're making art is such a New York way to do things where it's like we're coming in with our camera crew whether you like it or not whereas I think LA is a little bit more like it is a little bit more commercial it is a little bit more about um following certain like I don't know it's hard to explain what I mean it's like like in, in LA you go to Nobu but there's no cameras allowed or you go you know it's, it's it's just different like I think in New York the social element and the art element they they come together in a really beautiful way in New York and it really does make artists like that's why like the, you know Studio 54 was Studio 54 because it was also a place that people could go like there's this sort of interactive element to New York you know social and like like carbone's like the spot but it's like people go to carbone like i've been to carbone like not, right and you know UCN, what i mean yeah right it's like it's like there's there's access to it and so it does just make you feel kind of like there's this it's why sex in the city wasn't in la a sex in the city la would have been a shitty show right it just would have been people lying to each other about how many instagram followers they have right. and then like and you doing, know, like, hours of like butt pics and like face tuning by the can we still face like now that face tune exists can you use it in your 50s? Do you know what I mean? This is like, I feel yeah. like, whereas like in New York, everybody is to, to some degree either doing finance or art. And I think Julia is, you know, I think whereas Kim and Kanye, he did make out art out of her. I also think Kim's ego but do was you know a little what? bit. Okay, what I'm realizing in this conversation and what I'm going to try to pitch around to a few publications so nobody steal it is Kanye has a knack for choosing women who are already turning themselves into a brand and a product. And, you know, like with Amber Rose, I don't think he really made that much of a difference with Kim. The main difference he made with Kim was that he changed the public perception of her. Yes. Like, and yeah, he he got her dressing a little bit less like Joyce Leslie, but like (laughs) other than that, she was already on the way. Like she was already a hundred percent on the way. Well, but she wasn't, she didn't, she, how do I put it? Joyce Leslie's a great way to put it. Like she didn't, I think like with Amber Rose, he actually put her on the map. Like she would have not ever been famous. I think, I think she Kim, would have because she was she was hooking up with other rappers and stuff, you sure, know, sure, like but, but like Wiz Khalifa is not going to actually change anyone's profile. I guess. But but I also think with Kim, like Kendall and Kylie probably would have become, you know, vo- like Vogue magazine fodder with or without Kanye being yeah. attached to the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like true. at the very least, Kendall and Kim would have been able to like float in on their coattails to to sure. that stuff. But but so I think what I think is we we've been giving Kanye a little too much credit because there's right. he had a fiance he loves, before. He loves powerful women. Right, and he had a fiance before Kim. And she clearly wasn't that type of person. She didn't care about the public eye. And we don't know who she is. So it's not just Kanye. Like, you know, I'm sure he was dressing his first fiance in that terrible first clothing line that he did that no one cared about. You know what I mean? So like, it's not that Kanye has this like Midas touch when it comes to these women. It's that like, he's he has a good picker, I guess they would say. Well, I think he has a good picker. I also think that what he is, is like like I do think he's a genius. I do think he's one of the greatest living artists of all time. And I think what he's I, I think Julia actually said it 
like represented him and said it for him best which is like what's really fun about him as a creative dating another creative is that like when there are ideas that are thrown around he's like let's do it now i mean that's very gemini that's to go, so that, impul- cool. that impulse to go don't let your idea just sit like make it now do it now and i think that the part of the issue with kim and kanye and i do think it's worth looking at the charts side note but it's like part of the issue with kim and kanye was that because she was more of an established brand before uh they started dating that she was a little bit less quick to like go all in jump on board with like like i don't think kim would have been down for like on their second date calling the paparazzi on themselves and like or like staging a photo shoot themselves and being so out there with it i think kim is much more protective of her brand that she had built even if long term he was gonna redo the whole thing anyway well i think the only reason she wouldn't have been comfortable with it is because she was coming off the heels of this what people considered to be a publicity stunt marriage to Chris Humphreys. So like funniest of all time. One of the funniest marriages ever. I love that marriage. So funny. Right. So she like, yeah, she was sort of like, it was almost like her, it was almost like the Paris robbery 1.0, you know, because it was like, you had to like slowly come back into the limelight. And if she was seen to be with, oh my God, suddenly she's with, because that was Kanye at his peak, right? When they started dating, like he was the buzziest, coolest person in the world. There was really no backlash yet, unless you were a Swifty, in which case, I don't know what to tell you about your taste, but like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. And then just, I think let's do, we're going to, because Julia and Kanye are going to be the gift that keeps on giving, at least in Q1. So <laughs> I think we can do, I think we can do their charts next time. Okay. But, um, because we have a, we have a very full docket, but I do want to say two other things I really liked that she said on the podcast is, um, she said that she, she was, she and the co-host kind of were like talking about how they're annoyed that people keep saying that he's love bombing her and that it's toxic and that it's some sort of manic episode because what she said is like, okay, well, clearly none of you have dated a billionaire before because uh-huh. like for him to to have her come to his apartment and have an entire room of Balenciaga, that's like me bringing you a coffee on a first date. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not that deep for someone who's that rich. And also they're creating art, like they're creating a narrative. This is, they're both indulging in it and it doesn't mean they don't like each other. It's just really fucking cool and interesting. And then the other thing that I really liked is they said people who are against love bombing are just haters. And I wanted to get your take on that. I mean, I agree completely. I mean, I guess I guess it just depends on what the cycle is, you know? Like, because I do think there is... I, look, I've seen the memes, okay? And we've talked about Petito's boyfriend. We talked about your boyfriend. Like, that there is, like, some version of the love bombing cycle that comes after a an abusive cycle or that, that it's right. a part of an abuse cycle. And that's a little bit different. But I think love bombing in general, if we're just using it, like, if it's, like, in, in a silo, like, love bombing in a, in a vacuum is fucking dope. And it means that, like, there is the safety within that relationship to to fucking go for it like to just play yes. and you know randy and i like so it's not balenciaga it's, like, it's, it's like more like intense connection it's an intense connection that you both feel safe enough to just go like i feel this too let's have some fun like randy has done the, the room full of clothing thing randy that's like sort of randy's game too and i think i am the only one that gets to do but it's it's not balenciaga it's fashion nova lol but it's like 
I will come I mean, there and there will be like tons of clothes and it'll be like we're doing a photo shoot and you're the goddess I worship you whatever and I gotta say it is like part of why I'm still here because there's something so fun about being with a guy who wants to make you the like center of the iris like that, that wants to be like you are my muse let's put you in outfits let's do fun shit and let's make stuff regardless of what the outcome is or regardless of what anyone thinks or regardless of even if it's like to share for anybody else but like this idea that like I'm so inspired by you and your body and your look and your presence that I want to go all in on like a play date like it's literally like like it's like kindergartners yeah. at a play date playing dress up like to, to have the magic of that that sort of free play is such a unique opportunity I don't necessarily think I call it love bombing I think it's just like good times yeah and I think it's like people are freaked out that they're being so open about it right now and that Julia's being so open about it and they're and that's why they're saying like oh you guys are getting too serious too soon and it's like no they're just they're just publicizing this in a way that every other celebrity also does but they do it through the smokescreen of publicists 100%. you know and i actually don't think i think i actually think it means that it's not as that serious is what i think right i think when you're doing it like that so out there so public it means like this this could be fleeting but we want to capture this moment and this is a moment that we are both completely fucking down for regardless of the outcome i think the problem is is that like when you get too attached when something gets too serious and then you protect it like with these like baby gloves then it becomes something that not only can people speculate on and have comments on that you're really not in control of, but it just becomes this thing that's like, you know, that's where it happens when then you have Kanye fucking tweeting about Kim, you know, uh, Chris Jong-un or whatever, you know. And, so it, funny. and it's like there's this like repression that exists. It's like actually when it's just like free and there's and play open, yeah. and open, I don't think it means that it's serious at all. I think it means that like they're comfortable and like that this isn't that it, actually it's not that serious. Like let's fucking talk about it. Let's fucking have some fun. You know, it, we only live once. Like to me that's like the vibe I'm getting from it. It's a very like only live once thing. And I think that like – Also like what's more psychotic – um, walking through Central Park with Jake Gyllenhaal and calling the paparazzi and then writing a song about it and putting little uh, breadcrumbs in it and keeping it going for 10 years but never actually directly commenting on it or just saying on your podcast, yeah, I'm hanging out with Jake Gyllenhaal or having fun, it's nothing serious. 100%. Like, what's the crazy thing and, here? And a side note, like, what's love? Like, I don't know if I would call what they're doing love bombing. Like, you know what love bombing is to me? Tristan sending thousands of roses to Chloe's mm. house as if that actually means anything and like him really like declaring that she is his girl and like he Chloe and True get all the roses in California but it's like oh you're abusive like you're lying to their face you are getting other people pregnant you are a total fucking scumbag they get That's all the roses in yeah they get all the roses in Calabasas and all the secret brothers in all the other <laughs> Right, right. Like that love to me, like love bombing only is valid as a term when it's coming on the heels of something really abusive. Otherwise, or, it's just play and fun. Right. Or if it's the start of something manipulative and abusive, like right. like a lot of the time abusers start out with that. Like, I feel like they'll suddenly start talking about like marriage, blah, blah, blah. But like, you but know, I what Kanye and Julia are doing at all. Right. Actually. They're, right. They're, that, to me, that's not love to me. Tristan's love bombing Kanye and Julia are not in like a cycle of love bombing and abuse I think that for the first time since his divorce he is with someone who 
he actually finds interesting, inspiring, and down for whatever in a way that actually I don't think Kim was. And especially when she had those kids and now she's a lawyer, she isn't down for whatever anymore. Now she's, Kim's like actually a serious person. Yeah, she's extremely controlled. Yeah, she's controlled. And she is a part of a mega, like billion dollar empire that she first and foremost is there to protect. Julia's not. Julia's got nothing to fucking lose. So I think that's where he's finding that there's like some real creative freedom in this. And I also think that like it is a very, like if 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 Kim and Pete are out there because all Kim was saying about Kanye the only problem that she had in their marriage aside from the fact that he would sometimes go rogue and say mean shit about the family or her pregnancy or North getting aborted or whatever well Don't say I hate it but that's what he did say I mean that, I know it's but it okay. just it's me it it's me not nice it's unkind it's, yeah. it's really not cool but but it's like like I just want to pretend Kanye never does the bad things that he does well but I do that's think my that- I, don't, I feel like when he does the bad things that he does though they don't I think they pale in comparison to fucking Tristan and he's not a dog he's not he's just he's just thoughtless sometimes when it comes to yeah. he's just like a manic Gemini bipolar guy you know like I totally get it but like but but all all, all this to say that um I think that what was I gonna say fuck I don't know what I was gonna say that he, oh. what Kim wanted was the mundane shit. Right. What she Kim wanted, wanted someone to, yeah. Right. She didn't have anyone to go to the movies with. She didn't have anyone to go to the Six Flags with. She didn't have anyone to just do the fucking cooking with or, or go to dinner, right? Like he, they had a very like out there, performative, romantic, sunny and share type of type of. But like yeah. when it comes down to it, she kind of just wanted like someone cool to hang out with. And I think Kanye just wanted someone to keep making like highbrow art with and keep like pushing the limits with. And I don't think that the mother of his children at a certain point was actually going to be that person. But I would I would venture to guess that they have a good relationship. Yeah. And I also think that he is going to still keep doing that with her. I think she's the love of his life. Switching gears to something that happened over on this side of the pond. Oh, right. Prince Andrew's been stripped of his titles. I love this. I love this. Tell me yeah. more. Because I don't really know what that means. So like, what does that mean uh, to, the, to okay. the layman, to the layman American? So it doesn't really mean anything because it's all made up anyway. That's what's right, really right. interesting about it is the fact that they waited this long. Well, that was um, going to be my, that, that's what I wrote in my notes that I wanted to ask you about. Right. Like, so, okay, here's the thing. Uh, Megan and Harry similarly um have been asked not to use the word royal they are no longer supposed to use his royal highness and her royal highness they still have their titles because you have to go through an actual process to to take the titles away but they're just they've been asked not to use them and same thing is pretty much going on with prince andrew he's not really supposed to use hrh anymore and he's lost his honorary military um honors and that is what harry also lost and it was said what does that mean like your honorary is that like it's not like we're taking back your fake degree from harvard exactly that's literally what it is like when they get married when those royal guys get married they wear those military uniforms that look like napoleon bonaparte it's all fake awards on their chest like none of them are real so yeah because like i mean harry fought in afghanistan but like someone who was a a layman who did the exact same that he did would not have all those medals and everything. So, Harry was in the four seasons in Afghanistan while the war was going on. Right. So, I mean, he was on the ground and he did say some really, cr- we won't even get into that. But anyway. But Andrew, so, but, and, and did Andrew, Andrew did have a Andrew did go moment. to 
yes, he went to the Falklands. The Falklands War. He defended the Falkland Islands from like Argentina. What or the something. fuck is the Falkland Islands? Right. It's like nothing. Oh, wow. But everybody. Oh, wow. But he's been treated like a war hero ever since. And now he's gotten stripped of all of those military honors. So basically he is in the same position that Harry is in now. Something that people have taken issue with is they're like, what the hell? Why did Harry get his titles stripped like a year and a half before the alleged rapist? And there's a few different reasons for that. The first reason is if the queen stripped titles from everyone who did something stupid, there'd be no more royal family. And Mm -hmm. if they, if they just strip them willy nilly, it sets a precedent. And so if they, if they're going to strip stuff from somebody, it has to really be a, a real reason. And like vacating the country is a real reason why you would say, okay, well, if you're moving to another country, like you just can't be using these things because you want to become financially independent and you can't be seen to be profiting from the crown well and actually Um, beyond moving to another country i think that what harry and megan did if i understand correctly is they were basically like we want no part of this no they 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 wanted to oh really i feel like they were like this is abusive we're out no they didn't say it was abusive until the royal family said no we're not giving you any more money that's real tea on all of this because what happened when they floated the idea of leaving they said we want to we want to start a half in half out approach where we come back for all the big balcony waving and some of the ceremonial stuff but we also become financially independent and they wanted to stay in the royal family the royal family said no that's insane you can't be out doing deals in hollywood while you're still part of the royal family because it's unethical and that's when they went nuclear and went on oprah if they had allowed them to do the half in half those were their words half in half out if they had allowed them to do that, they never would have done the, they, we would not be hearing how terrible and awful the royal family is. Like, it, it's Whoa. just hilarious. But anyway. So, so actually, so Harry's, Harry's big thing is that, that they didn't allow him to just do whatever the fuck he wanted. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. So the reason why the whole thing of like, you can't benefit financially and be in the royal family, the reason why that argument falls apart is because Andrew has already been caught taking money from people that he shouldn't take money from and sort of using his position to curry favor. So this really should have happened a long time ago, even before the Epstein stuff. Now, the second reason why this hasn't happened until now is because the reason it's happening now is that a bunch of people from the British military got together and wrote an open letter to the queen. And they said, oh, I Yo. didn't know that. Yeah. The pressure came from the military guys who basically were like, this is making a mockery of us and and it's ridiculous and please strip his titles. So that's why this is happening. It's partial it's because they decided the civil case is going ahead and that spurred the military to write to the queen and ask please 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 like end this charade of him being like high up in the armed forces here. So that's really what sparked it. It came from a third party and for the queen to get something like I mean I'm sure the queen was looking well, maybe not the queen, but I think everyone else in the royal family, the guys that work for them, were looking for an out. They were like, we got to figure out a way to sort of toss him that the queen is going to go along with. And that doesn't set a precedent that is going to mean every badly behaving royal 
in the world in the future gets their titles stripped because like I said, they would all get them stripped. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, at least half of them. Well, they're also poorly behaved. I mean, aside from like when they're just literally being silent and doing nothing and saying nothing, the minute that most of the time they open their mouths, it's like something that's like, uh, can we scratch that from the record? (laughs) Right. That's why we're doing, we got musicals on musicals on musicals coming out of this family. Except for Kate. I'm sorry. You can't say anything bad about Kate and Capricorn season because she's the Uber cap and she's the only one who doesn't ever do anything wrong and it's because she doesn't do anything that's literally like, because it's like <laughs> if you're meant to be like a deity on earth how the hell are you not gonna fuck it up like you said every time you open your mouth because like the whole the whole thing of like a hierarchical monarchy is or a hereditary monarchy is oh these it started out these people are the closest people on earth to god and like yeah we don't oh, say that out sorry. right we don't, <laughs> They have right. not been to the moon, you will obviously. Right. And like, who do they think they are? Mary Cosby? No. So <laughs> they don't say that out loud anymore, but the implication is still there. Like, these people are the embodiment of our national spirit. They are the people that we're all supposed to look up to. They're supposed to be doing something right. And it's like, then why are they have a million scandals all the time? It's because they're just humans. So, okay, then why do they're they get humans to humans who become the best at saving? Sorry, they're humans that have become the best at saving money and power and hoarding the money of all time. Right. Like, have you ever seen They're some the of the royals? bankers in the world. Right. Like, the some of these people's houses, like Prince Edward, no one knows who the fuck he is. He lives in a 150-room, like, estate that, you know, the queen pays for. Okay, so this was my question about Andrew, actually. So we know that he lives in that fabulous place with Fergie and the girls. Mm-hmm. But again, him have an interesting relationship, too. I have her chart up there, have an interesting synastry. But it's like he and Fergie, they live in the, the countryside in the Dorkshires or whatever. I just made that word up. <laughs> The dork, they're the dorky they're the dorky ones they live in the dork shies but um they so when she's like stripping him of his titles and stripping him of all royal affiliation does that mean he loses the house i think he's gonna keep the house that's what i'm thinking and like in terms of because they were talking uh, something i was listening to was talking about how like he's gonna have to face he's gonna have to face the courts as like a civilian but it's like he doesn't have any fucking money other like they're not gonna take all of his money in his home i mean that's right well so he couldn't pay for a, 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 a he has nothing but that Right, his house was a wedding gift from the queen. Okay, so, so right, but it comes from the queen's absurd property empire that really shouldn't exist, if you ask any, you know, human normal. Yeah, but so so, but there's a million other people in the UK who have that type of property empire, so they're never going to get rid of it because then they'd have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To get rid of all those other people's ones. And it also kind of brings up the argument of like, okay, well, there's 
corporations buying up all of the affordable housing in the US and they're going to be charging extortionate rent for it so that people can't buy houses anymore. It's just like it, a horse of a different color. Right. Well, what you I know, think they're going to do in the US is that they're going to actually say like if you want to live here like it's exorbitant price, but if you want to live here and you want to be an Amazon factory worker, then yes. that and they're, they're going to start to turn it into like dorm style living for the workers of the corporations, which and is literally like indentured servitude. It's, that's exactly what it's going to be, and they're going to try to make it seem like there's all these fabulous benefits, and you get this right. and you get that. But the only reason that it's impressive is because we are actually living in such an extreme state of poverty that. It, it seems like, oh, wow, we get health care. Oh, wow, we get a no, home. Oh, wow, even if they're paying us nothing, we get a lot. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. And I mean, but my point in bringing that up is this, the British system of land ownership is not uniquely evil. Like there's mm-hmm. there's these like oligarchs who own too much of the land in every country in the world. Well, you and know? in fact, the idea of land ownership in a way is uniquely evil in and of itself on planet earth just because it's like to think that you think you own whatever land you land on the earth is just a dead thing you can claim but i know every (laughs) rock and tree and creature right it's like that's like been the whole fucking thing it's like that right like this is my land now and it's like we're on earth we're sharing the earth why don't we all fucking learn to share and why don't we all learn to be here together and not own anything but actually like own own our connection to each other and our reverence for the planet and otherwise or like we could each own one house we could each own one how about house. that that i think and it's maybe like, two if you want a vacation house. well it's like it's like let's make sure that everybody has a house first right and we can actually divvy up the rest with who somehow has kept the money Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's to answer that. He's going to still be living in the, like, ridiculous McMansion that mm-hmm. he lives in with Fergwad. And Fergwad. Well, actually, the kids live in different places now, but that's not important. Well, now but they're, yeah. married, they're married to their cousin. Right. Well, only one of them, to be fair. The <laughs> other one's married to an Italian guy. So, Dude, I think. Now, that, that's the kind of leadership of the royal family we're looking for. Right. So that's, yeah, that's what's going on with Andrew. That's why it took so long because it's kind of hard to strip someone's titles once they have them. And the pressure came from the military itself. And that's why it's happening at this exact moment. So yeah, uh, Andrew now has to, I guess he's going to have to stand trial as a private citizen. His mom is going to foot the bill, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, right, as a private citizen, what does that mean? It means it's the money's going to come from the queen's quote unquote private fortune which is a fortune that also comes from land grabs and it's not a private fortune it's right, a fortune it's just, more, it's just her money that she put in a different bank account of all the money that she's gotten from being the queen which is still the money from being the queen right exactly it's not from tax dollars per se but it's the, it's like okay well there's other ways that people get their money extracted from them so right. Um, so that's how they're paying for it, I guess. Bottles. And I'm actually really surprised that this even happened because I thought there was going to need to be some sort of guilty verdict for this to happen. But I guess it's like you can't say no to the military, especially when the queen is the head of the military, like for her to be like, no, sorry, you just have to deal with it. But it also makes me think they actually are like, yeah, he's going to get done for this, you know? Right. They want him off the like off the record he, he they want to be on record for saying he's not one of us anymore before he actually gets indicted exactly exactly um which makes but, me think they think he is going to get indicted but okay so what you you were we were talking about this or earlier, not indicted but convicted I convicted mean. convicted but but okay so you think though that because i was i was confused about 
because we had talked earlier, I guess, in the year about how, like, in the UK, the laws about child or because it's like pedo first of all i was actually listening to some uk broadcast this morning and it was like piers morgan and these other two stiffs arguing about whether or not it's pedophilia if they're oh my 14. god and it's like yo you guys like wrong conversation but like okay right like, it yo, kills yo. me when it's always <laughs> middle-aged men trying to die on that hill because it's like yeah technically it's not pedophilia but people are using it clearly as a catch-all term it's right. it's technically ephebophilia but it's like okay let's make sure we get that right like right. no it's no the- like i'm hearing like that, that's like there's a fight and it's like a minor a minor does not mean a pedophile and fucking a minor doesn't mean you're fucking a child and it's like all right all right all right Either congratulations way. but you, you found a loophole UK, like were, right right but it's like you're saying in the uk that like the actual age of consent is young but yeah, that, that's like not 16. actually what he's going down for what he's actually going down for is being a part of a sex trafficking ring Right. I'm pretty sure that's what the charges are. It's like, it reminds me of if anyone watched Boardwalk Empire season one, toward the end, you're like, oh my God, Nucky Thompson is going to get got. It's over for him. They've, they're, they're going to get him out of office because of whatever he did. And then he realizes, wait a minute, this guy who's trying to get me out of office, he trafficked women in and that's illegal. So it's not even getting them on the sex act. It's getting them on the trafficking. So it's like, and that's why like, sex tourism to like Southeast Asia is illegal. Like if you are, because there's a problem in, you know, a lot of Western countries of middle-aged men going to Southeast Asia and like, you know, having sex with really young people, like younger than 16. And it's kind of the thing. It's kind of what you go for. Even if it's legal there, it's not legal for you to do it if you're from here. So, um, yeah, that's the thing. So I think I I can't, I'm very happy that this happened. I think it's really ridiculous that it took so long. And I think it's just evidence of the way that the queen just is not in touch with real life whatsoever. She's mm-hmm. been that way for her entire reign, you know, like it's just you. It's weird that people are like, oh, she's so cute. They have all these like headshots of the queen and Andrew like next to each other, like face to face. And they look like motherfucking twins. Yeah. Those she and Andrew are have strong. the same face. They all have the same face. But yeah, cousins. People are always like, oh, the queen is so cute. And I'm like, she also like wouldn't fly the flags at half staff when Diana died because oh. Diana wasn't technically royal anymore. Like this is the level of petty we're talking about. She's well, petty Betty. I, I sure hope that when Ari and when Andrew end up kicking the bucket someday that they don't fly those flags either because they are no longer their royal highnesses. Right. It's so petty. It's just so like. Petty, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that on that. I I wanted to talk to you about which members of the royal family are Team Andrew and which ones are not, because I think it's really interesting to see how everything falls with this. Now, obviously, Fergie, Eugenie, and Beatrice, they don't even, I mean, Eugenie and Beatrice don't even have like a press apparatus to, to brief. When they say briefing in like journalism parlance, it's when, it's when your publicist or your friend goes to the sun and says, Hey, this is coming straight from the source, but you have to say that you heard it from a, from a, someone close to the queen that she's not happy they named the kid Lilibet. Like that's briefing, so it's not coming directly from the queen. It's that's coming. A brief, that's a brief. I would like to be a fly on the wall during the for the record. I know that yeah, is my really favorite. fun to think about. The that's my like, favorite. Lilibet, my nickname. <laughs> 
Right. How odd. Yeah. So I think, you know, Beatrice and Eugenie don't even have the apparatus to brief against anyone in the press. So we have no idea how they feel about this. I'm sure it's just their dad. Like we all have like it's like my dad, you know, has some political opinions they don't agree with. And it's just like, oh, man. But you're not going to be like hating your dad. They, they probably think that's one of the rare things where I'm like, if you're standing up for a sex offender and it's your literal parent, I understand why your judgment is clouded or 100%. your child. I don't think it's the children's responsibility to hold their parents accountable for their in- inexcusable offenses. I think exactly actually for their own sanity, it's like a, it totally understandable, important survival mechanism that you have that you're able to like, I mean, look, you're talking about like, we've talked about it before. She saw my DVDs, Sydney Simpson. Like she still has, she has a relationship <laughs> with her father. He's out of prison now. Like she has to go on having right. a relationship with her parent. And it's, it would be, it's like, I, I just get where you're allowed to have blinders if it's your parent. Right. And it's not going to ruin the world, you know, unless you're Ivanka and you're now president. And right. Or, right. I think if your parent is uh, like a sociopath or a sex offender or whatever, it isn't actually the blame doesn't fall on you unless then it becomes something that you are like carrying on as your legacy. If if one of the daughters has a sex yacht off the coast then we have a problem but otherwise if right. you're just like living that life in the countryside it's like it, it's okay like tell yourself whatever you need to in order to to just move forward with your life it really has nothing to do with you and is not your problem um yeah but right it's like when right when ivanka becomes a part of this system that is oppressive or that is hurting people it's like okay bonnie you're let's right it back. like let's walk it back it's now not you're gonna fault. have to break it down to you about who your dad is Right. It's not your fault that your dad sucks, but now you're starting to suck. So that's a different thing. But yeah. And so I I, I also think Fergie um, has had some business entanglements with Epstein. So I think that she is definitely also in the camp of, so what if you had sex with a 16 year old, it was legal. Um, that's just my opinion. What I think she would be thinking, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the queen is also just I cannot imagine what what do you think her mindset is on on this I don't think she would because okay I think the queen is a lot colder than people think just because she looks like a cute old lady now people forget that she's cold and calculating and I think that but I I don't think she's cold enough to to see a 16 year old as like fair game well I feel like and I'm gonna get her trot up real quick it's like I guess my thing about the queen is like whether she's cold or not, at the end of the day, she is still – it all comes back to the family, right? We're coming up on a cancer full moon. This is what we're talking about. And it's like – like I think at the end of the day, the queen has – I think she was taught to really have no opinions about anything on purpose. And I think she was taught to really like take a blind eye to every single thing that was controversial on planet Earth, including her children. So I think mm-hmm. that like like why is this <laughs> happening now aside from the fact that gaslight – just went down. I think that there's an element of like she is not focused on the 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 ongoings of her children's everyday lives. She has an entire country to not say anything about, you know. Right. So- and kind of knowing like British people, she probably truly blocks it from her brain. Does not think about it. That's what I think. I, I think that she and I think that she's blocked a lot from her 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 brain i mean it's interesting because like when we look at charts the chiron we love chiron when chiron is connected to either your sun or your moon which in andrew's case it is connected to his son 
he has Chiron conjunct his son, although there are different signs technically. It is it is a, a very close conjunction. When you have a Chiron conjunct your son, it means that there's a father wound. When you have Chiron conjunct your moon, it means that there's a mother wound. So I think that the thing about Elizabeth is that even before she had children, I think in her whole marriage with uh, Philip, that she had to do a lot of turning off her mom brain and her her wife brain and her knowing mm-hmm. brain and so I think that what happens is if she were to really focus on the if she were to really focus on what was going on with her family for real for real it would be way too painful because I think it does start with Philip and I think that Philip was more of a nefarious character within the I was gonna say White House within the palace and, right. and in her life I mean we know that he was a cheater we know that he was um you know, he did have a spotty history himself, you know. And, and her parents The Greeks, were, the Greeks. No. Her parents <laughs> Her parents were fully in love with each other. Like absolutely utterly devoted to each other and like the four of them together, the two of them, her and her sister, they really were a really really close knit family unit and I think she probably didn't understand that that takes a lot of luck and work and she just figured it would happen for her and it didn't and her family was kind of a shit show well and actually remind me I could be incorrect but when her parent like her father wasn't supposed to be king right Right. is that what it was so I feel like that's the biggest difference here where it's like when you have this kind of like when like when she became queen at a very young age it was not something that even as a child she was really planning on right like and and her her so like her parents could have a really in love relationship because they weren't worried about being the heads of the royal palace right. they were actually just like people that fell in love and then they had a real marriage i think the minute that she became the queen i mean we all saw the crown when he was like now from here on out you have no opinions about nothing you're clairvoyant and you're prettier than the queen so you're doing her a service and otherwise shut the fuck up right that was like a whole first episode <laughs> And yeah. I feel like she got the short end of a stick. I mean, I I don't think it's a, I don't think it's it's not lost on me that Margaret, her sister, was it her name, Margaret? Yeah, yeah. Margaret had tons of love affairs. Margaret had real love affairs, and it's like because she didn't have the same responsibility that Elizabeth had, and she didn't have the same right. talk. She didn't have the same talk with her when she was looking in the mirror, cinching her waist, and then going, "Now you're not really a person. You're just a robot in charge of the entire uh, royal empire." It's like right, uh, like if if George the sixth hadn't been king he or if he had been first in line to the throne if his older brother hadn't abdicated um he probably would have married someone else because right. it would have been the whole thing of like oh it has to be someone appropriate and blah, blah. not that she wasn't appropriate but like she wasn't royal she was a commoner from scotland so well, isn't that so interesting that actually when we're looking at this family and we're talking about love and marriage that like a lot of the issues within this family's now like weird karma has to do with being royal which means you're not allowed like if if charles had just married camilla in the first place it would look so different because he loved her but because he was the next in line for the throne she wasn't appropriate she wasn't going to be the mother of the children she wasn't going to be so like love is something yeah, but that- we never would have had those beautiful golden years of william being really hot <laughs> okay exactly right for the jews it's the bar mitzvah years for william childhood we're not saying that in a creepy way no that- not childhood <laughs> i think well right okay so tis teens college tis teens, college Co- teens early 20s every single moment before his hairline started receding he could get it Right. He looked great. He looked like that. Di- he looked like a male version you know, of Diana. I even had a, I only say as a kid, because I'm hearkening back to my golden years. And like, there was a picture on my wall of him next to JTT. 
Right. We yeah, all had it. Was it. I, he was Megan hot. probably. Megan probably had it. Don't even. So let's, sorry, don't bring it up. But wait, wait. That's what. That's what. That's the point I want to make though, which is that like I think that like part of what we're learning through like this repetition of these storylines that are really chaotic and really like dark is that like royal palace does not equal and like royal family does not equal love like and so that's where it all goes wrong so i think like the minute that elizabeth became president when elizabeth became queen she yeah. actually made a conscious decision because she thought it was what she was supposed to do to actually go we don't do love here that's not what it's about and then and then every decision after that reflects it right and it it is weird though because her mom who was like you know a loving mom but also apparently was a bit of a bitch on wheels to everybody else. She was alive for most of while Elizabeth was raising her kids. And it's like, you would think that her mom would be like, yo, you probably shouldn't leave your kids for like four months at a time. Yeah. Except that I think that like, it's really a weird position to be in. Like she's 23 and now is queen. It's like, I I, I just, and she's been given all these rules from her father about because they didn't feel like they just had it in the bag they were like okay we got in like we swooped in now like it's our job to maintain and they didn't this want position to. they didn't want to do it like her mom was pissed at the older brother because she felt that the reason the dad elizabeth's dad died so young is because of the stress and it's like well he had lung cancer because he was smoking like nine packs a day like everybody else back then but she thought that if he was never king they would have had a much longer happier life together that's probably true yeah but also she loved being a queen she she was the one who came up with that when he died her and elizabeth was coronated that her name would be queen elizabeth the queen mother she put queen in her name twice isn't that hilarious i love that wait i I actually thought that that was a that was like an official thing you're telling me that elizabeth's mom was like i'm the queen queen mother yes she made it up you love that i know isn't that amazing kind of makes it makes me like her she's really she's kind of an interesting person so now the other thing that i really think and that i spent a long time today thinking about instead of doing work that makes me money is um i think megan and harry are team andrew why do you think that because they are there's so many reasons first reason first thing that sort of piqued my interest was the oprah interview Mm -hmm. so the whole narrative while they were still in the royal family, whenever all of these negative stories were coming out about about her was, wow, this is so fucked up. The royal family's throwing her under the bus to distract from Prince Andrew. And she alluded in her interview to, oh yeah, they would they wouldn't they wouldn't brief a they wouldn't brief for me. They would only brief against me kind of thing. They wouldn't correct the record on stuff. And that would have been in the Oprah interview a perfect time to say, they didn't maybe they just wanted to cover up the andrew stuff or we can't believe we were part of a family that was harboring a someone who associated with a sex trafficker and we weren't supposed to talk about it there's just so many ways that like that would have been a slam dunk for them because it's what everyone had already been saying like everyone already has been contrasting their two situations why did you kick out megan and harry and not andrew why is there so much negative coverage of her and not him all they had to do was say one word about it and everyone would be on their side about that but they didn't so that was weird and they trashed a bunch of other people in the family except for him you know oh yeah so that was a big thing going forward from there they continued to 
brief the press about how they felt about the most random little things like this is how they feel about this this is how they feel about that they released a press release uh, explaining the flowers in prince philip's funeral wreath midway few through the funeral which is so crazy well it's like i mean everything about harry and megan though is like they're honestly like it's almost like they're gaslighting us it's like everything's not the point right like even it's this like, daily mail thing like even the, like her big lawsuit it's like huh like that's what you're focusing on what right copyright who what cares? Who, like if you if they're the letter you posted you, you you posted the letter right like well she had her friends talk about the you letter had your yeah. friends put it out there why are you now pissed right and also like if the if the press is lying about you all the time sue them for that right right why are you suing them for copyright it's just right. like which i kind of get it strategically it's like okay you're gonna win the copyright case right. more easily than you're gonna win the libel case because also if you sue for libel it opens your life up in a way that is really you know unpleasant because you have to give over a lot more evidence and everything but now they already got caught lying and they like just because of this lawsuit and also like people have done that before like the like Diana and Charles both have sued for invasion of privacy and won, I'm pretty sure. So, mm. like, it happens. You know, it's not not happened before. But so, yeah, I just feel like the fact that they've never spoken or even, like, not even to say flat out we disagree with this, like, that would be a big move. But they haven't well, right. even – All they've said – I'm looking it up right now. All they've said is that has nothing to do with me and my wife. That's what Harry Where's... said about Andrew. Oh. I'm yeah, that's what I mean. From the – uh from okay so this is a page six article basically they're saying that like uh the only way uh, there are two articles there's one from town and country and one from page six both of which are saying that when asked about it harry is like that has nothing to do with me and my wife but how does it not because like i i just don't see how it has nothing to do with them and also like they talk about being feminists all the time and it's like you're literally accepting money from the institution that's propping up a alleged sex offender like how does that have nothing to do with you you guys you guys weigh in on every issue under the sun I mean, except maybe, this one it's maybe the easiest issue to have an opinion on right literally no one is on his side besides like the queen and a couple of really crazy royal sycophants who have gone on tv and defended him and then went viral for being idiots well, like that's where i wonder like we should look but like i wonder if like I mean, look, Megan was in Hollywood for a million years as like a B-lister or C-list or D-list. And Harry, we know he has some questionable choices in his past. Like, I wonder if like there is like low-key something that really is buried where it's like they are avoiding us actually digging into something deeper where we find out that maybe Harry and his uncle were closer than we thought and had vacation together as well. You know, like we just don't know. Like that, that absolutely right, like, not even still super sealed. Like we don't really know everybody that was there. We really don't know everybody that has participated. And I think they're probably is on some level i mean they do feel we, we, we're watching them feel the need to protect each other mm -hmm. in whatever way and so yeah it wouldn't surprise me if there was like some news that we have not heard of that i that, also that puts harry in a bad light right i mean he did have the naked vegas thing which i thought was hilarious i didn't think that was bad at all what was it Remember, he was playing strip poker in vegas and someone took a bunch of pictures of him no, so like he, we you know he got that that's his julia fox kanye moment he's like call them i'm never gonna look better than this Right, right. But like, we loved him for that. Like everyone loved that. We he we loved when he was like the party prince, you know? Mm -hmm. um, no one loved when Andrew was the party prince because he wasn't hot. But like, mm -hmm. 
I think, they yeah, like if the queen, he and the queen, they look like birds together. Yeah, if they're just <laughs> if they're just thinking, we don't want people digging into this or associating our brand with this whatsoever. So we're not commenting. That actually makes a lot of sense from a PR perspective. And I totally get it, but it's just so easy to look virtuous and look good. And that's their favorite thing in the world. Right. The fact that they're saying nothing is really bad. It's really unlike them. It's really unlike them. Since when they say everything about everything, they are like the most opinionated brainless commenters in society of all time. Right. Like Vax Live. Like what? Why? Why are you guys telling me to get vaccinated? Are you going to buy vaccines for third world countries? Because that's what you should be doing. Why are you just yelling at us? Like we're all vaccinated. Like go use your cell phone, call some of your contacts, you know, put some money out there. But the other thing is, yeah, maybe there is a flight log or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is, but I would just say just because this was the genius of Epstein and Gieselaine's project is that you didn't even have to do anything illegal, but now if you're associated with them, you're tainted forever. Well, like, and it was completely on purpose. Like it was basically right. to create this confusion and this, like no matter what, if anybody was close to them or even hung out with them, they were now being blackmailed. Right. To, to do, it's like a witch hunt kind of thing. And like Chrissy Teigen is, was on the flights and John Legend, like that doesn't mean they did anything. I'm sure they didn't. Like, even though I'm not Chrissy Teigen's biggest fan, I'm sure she was just like, oh, private island. Yeah. Like who wouldn't, you know? And like, it doesn't mean that they knew anything or that they did anything. It just means that now they're in the book and like, what's it called? Little Jeffy's rape club. All right. Whatever. (laughs) They're called weird names. (laughs) Jeffy's that's a weird name but whatever yeah but okay so yeah you've swayed me on that I agree that it could be just a a whole like let's not step into this but I yeah like I said their baseline is stepping into fucking everything so that's what I don't get I also think side note the last thing I'll say on this is like I think that like the royals have some genuine and I don't even blame them but I think they have some genuine confusion about right and wrong (laughs) yeah they marry their cousins they marry their cousins they dress up in blackface they like really truly think it's like god's gift to the world for them to show up in poor countries and wave like they don't really know what's going on so like i could see it being the type of thing and especially because what you told me which is that like the age of consent in the uk is younger you don't get in trouble for having sex with a minor you get in trouble for having sex with a trafficked minor right so right and that's why i think the the mindset of the queen and andrew and anyone who does support him is well if she this is so annoying because they're getting me on a technicality that's what i think he thinks which is it's stupid and it's not a technicality but that's his mindset speaking of technicalities though i just want to point out something and ask your opinion you know the big um Andrew bombshell interview from two years ago which we have all watched ad nauseum I love it it's one of my favorite interviews where he's like it's funny that she even said that because I actually I actually don't even sweat right that was from his military service in the Falklands that he claims that that's what I want to know overdosed on adrenaline in the Falklands and he's never sweated ever since okay so I watched a uh I I went into the deep UK like morning show archives and they were interviewing good morning Britain was interviewing all these doctors about like is there actually any kind of condition that would cause this and it was like three different reasons why somebody would actually stop sweating and they all agreed unanimously like there's no way that 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 Andrew doesn't sweat there's no possible way 
Right. I mean, they just lie because their lives are built on a lie. Their right. lives like are so built stupid. It's like, on this uh, lie that oh, they're okay. more important than everyone oh. else because of who their parents are. Oh, actually, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, I actually don't even chew when I eat. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I just, I unhinge my jaw like a boa constrictor. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's good enough now, for here's me. An, here's another piece of evidence that I have. Um, William and Charles have both repeatedly briefed the press and writers and everyone that they are completely aghast at Andrew and they want him out. Really? It, it is, yes, it's known that that is the way, that that's where they stand. And it's not because there's some feminist Me Too freedom fighters. No. It's not that. It's because they know it's bad PR and they know that their main goal is to keep the monarchy intact and it's a bad fucking look for the monarchy. So they're like, yeah, we, we want him out. We got to get him out of here. And I think he's probably just a douchebag in real life. So they hate him, you know? So like, that's proof to me. If Charles and William can brief against him, so should Meghan and Harry be able to. They can brief about the type of flowers that they so generously sent to Philip's funeral in the middle of the telecast. It was literally they were they were they were doing the the telecast of the funeral, and suddenly the person's like, "Oh, we've got a press release that uh, Meghan and Harry have sent gardenias to represent the, the country of Greece," and it's like what who's doing that there's like 10 wreaths no one else sent a press release explaining what their wreath meant like they brief on everything and charles and william have briefed on it that's why i don't get it now here's um something else they this was another thing that really put a bad taste in my mouth during the oprah interview the way that they said their son should have a title because it's his birthright what the fuck is what like why do you birthright that's literally the most elitist thing you could possibly say like it's so like well our son is born special because of who his great grandparents are so like he should have it and it's like no you couldn't think of anything any better reason than that so clearly they believe that anyone who's born in should get it andrew got it he was born in so they're gonna be aghast that he got it stripped because he got it stripped just like them and then the final reason is they hate the press, especially the British press. And the reason why this is happening is because the press wouldn't let go of it. And like, yeah, it's been going on in the courts, but if the press hadn't also been amplifying this whole Epstein thing and Virginia Roberts, Jufre and everything, it would have gone away a lot more easily for him. So I think they've, the Harry and Meghan and Andrew have so many common enemies, you know, Charles and William, the Royal family as a whole, the people taking away their titles, like not being in fake military titles anymore and they hate they both hate the press i just feel like oh and megan and harry love beatrice and eugenie and fergie like those were the only people that megan talked positively about in the oprah interview well, she said fergie taught her how to curtsy but that i could see that being part of it where like you're trying to protect the people like 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 that is their dad and that is her not husband and I could see where it's like because they do want to remain close to the women in the family that they're like we're just not gonna say anything although that's ridiculous I I have a thought this is like but but don't of, you think that like I don't think Beatrice and Eugenie are no longer speaking to Charles and William because they've briefed against him I think they would probably know that like yeah he committed a crime and this is a high profile family and people need to disavow criminal activity in this high profile family I don't think that's you I know, think, I, I don't think, think that's that controversial. It, I think that Sarah, Eugenie, and Beatrice have a 
zone i mean look even sarah still living with him right like i feel like they have done a really good job of like putting bumpers on their brains and just truly not engage. like i don't think they think about it i think that they're like whatever that's what the people are talking about we're not the people with royals like I, I think that they just like don't know don't care don't tell me it's like you know when my dad's a vegan or not it's like look i don't care either like either i'm eating all the shrimp or you can have some too like it's not that it's right like, i think that they're just literally like whatever that's my dad he's weird or like that like i, I think that they truly don't think of, I, I think that they just keep it out of their conversation out of their minds but like okay I have cousins who shit on my dad on Facebook because of columns that he writes and I'm not really mad at them I'm like yeah I disagree as well and like we all have the same last name and maybe you do publicly want to distance yourself from from like a certain opinion and I get it like I'm not gonna like you know well you know what I kind of wonder now maybe this is like way too tangential and we can move on but like you know the beginning of uh, Ghislaine's father. Sorry, I don't want to say her name too correctly. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. father, Robert Maxwell. I mean, that was a British publishing house, like Empire, that Loki was bankrupt and they had no money when he died. But you know, that was a British um, institution. Uh, institution, right, right. So I do wonder too whether this goes because it is all of you know the UK is into tradition into tradition the UK is into like family lineage and money being kind of kept within the rich people specifically and you know I just I do wonder if like this goes beyond just like Epstein and then it, it like I wonder if it has anything to do with Robert Maxwell and sort of you know their ability to justify their like uh, loyalty to Epstein and Ghislaine because there was some long-term like i would love to just maybe i'll google it when we get off like like okay yeah robert that is a maxwell it's an interesting but idea. it's kind of interesting right like did robert maxwell have any relationship to the to the palace because that's kind of where this all begins man it makes you glad you're not rich i'm looking at andrew's chart right now and i can say pretty definitively that this is a dark dude yeah give me the 30 second elevator pitch for why this is a dark dude number one he is a Leo rising, but his Uranus is very, very close to his ascendant. So it's almost like he is there to be a rebel. He's there to be a Leo performative, don't tell me what to do, rebel, right? Subversive. Subversive, kinky. Then he has his son at zero degrees Pisces. He has his um, south node and his Mercury in Pisces they're in the eighth house which is like behind closed doors stuff it's like secrets you keep it's things that are sort of kinky things that are kind of occult in nature then he has his moon in scorpio in the fourth house also behind closed doors also a very dark secret secret keeping placement so i think mm. he is i think he gets off on secret keeping and i think but but i think you would have that, to to go and and go on that interview and tell those bald-faced lies right. you would have to be like not just neutral on lying but love lying i think he had a chubby that whole interview i think he <laughs> loved it i think he loved it and i think that he and it's like this is the thing right like his north node is in virgo in the in the third house and so it's like his actual life's work which he really isn't participating in doing is to kind of like shape up that like you're reverse right your north node is in pisces so it's like molly don't get don't get too literal don't be too hard on yourself don't be too perfect whereas his 
North and <laughs> Thanks, Dharma. I try not to, but I it's mean, very yeah. hard. You know, it's just like when you're good, you're good, you know. But but he's like the opposite. We're like he's coming from this like very nebulous Piscean, like South Node in Pisces with your Mercury, with your sun. There's sort of this this ability to be like, I'm coming from the cosmos. I have it's like it's almost like opinionless, boundaryless, like it really is and it's in the eighth house, so it's all about secrets. And then his moon in Scorpio, all about secrets in the fourth house behind closed door secrets. So I think that like I, I sort of think that, like, no, he doesn't want to go to prison, and I think he never thought he would, but I think he sort of likes being, I, I, I would venture to say that he doesn't mind the position he's in right now, believe it or not. Wow. And oh. I think, and I think if anything, this is a real hot take, and, like, I just want to be on record with it, because if I'm right, then, like, Wow. If anything, if he does get indicted, if he does go down, I would be really interested to see what he has to say about his father. That might prevent us from the book deal. <laughs> okay, after I hope that he says something after we get the the big uh, the big uh, what's it called advance. Okay, after we get our advance, he'll come out with it. But I would be interested to see what he says about the way that he was wounded by his life as a royal and and particularly by his father because you know we know his father went to that weird boarding school yeah where they would like cane you like real kinky like right like 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 i don't know if philip was the best dad we know that he was hard on them we know that he was um not the best husband we know that he was sort of absent look I'm, i'm only talking about the crown but there was a whole season where he was really not there you know and so i think that that you could very easily make a case for like long term I think Andrew could make a case for look I'm a product of my environment this is the only fun I've ever had in my fucking life and I you know because I'm from the UK I thought <laughs> minors were cool to fuck if it was okay with them and you but know, it's not a minor in the UK that's what he's gonna say and right, exactly, that's exactly also he's been dating girls from like titty films since the 70s or 80s right he, he, he's a he's a kinky dude he is a kinky. I think the other issue is like he wanted to marry this titty girl and she seemed like a really, really nice girl and everyone loved her. And then it came out that she had done what back then was considered like a hardcore film, but she really just showed her boobs and he had to break up with her. Well, so I think he's too, like all the, I mean, Charles and uh, Andrew are being barred from being with the women that they love because of the because of who their parents are and because of what's expected of them i could totally see where especially with uranus right on this leo rising he would be like fuck this i'm having some fucking fun if you right if you're not going to really let me be myself then i'm going to be myself behind closed doors and i'm going to like go like over the top with what i do also like hello when fergie was getting her toes sucked by her financial planner they must have been like god damn we missed the titty girl (laughs) right i think that i think fergie i think if anything because both fergie and um andrew have scorpio moons I, so I, oh they're I made in heaven. They get off yeah like i i think that she knows everything and is into it i don't think he even had issues when she when that was ha- i don't think he was even mad he I was like they're like a very if they were american they would be like leading the polyamory modern couple movement they're just not in that position right like i don't even think he was mad when she got caught i think he wasn't even mad she got caught he was sad his parents were mad you know but like his whole chart is a little bit like fuck my parents okay to wrap we've got let's just do a couple really quick hits mgk and megan fox got engaged megan kelly our favorite couple um i 
I think it's nice. They she wrote one of her typically insane Instagram comments that they've walked through hell together and it's like you live in the valley, you know. I <laughs> I know it gets hot sometimes, but I think you guys I I just want this would be my favorite thing for them. Just accept that you're basic white people. I feel like we have a lot of things happening right now, like a lot of societal ills are occurring from basic white people not accepting that they're basic and white. And I probably include myself in that. I'm sure that I've I've hurt people by trying to insist that I'm interesting. And <laughs> I think we would all benefit from her wearing a strapless princess white gown. I could see them having, okay, so like when we're thinking about like, what do we think the wedding is going to be like? Like, what do we see for them? I think they're going to do something that is actually, I do think that they're going to do something traditional in nature, but then it's going to have some like subversive, like lean. So it'll be like traditional white gown, but then it's like, you know, blood dripping down the the back or something. Like, right, or like Lil Nas like, X dresses up in the devil suit from the Call Me By Your Name video and is he the, them. He's the officiant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think it'll be that kind of thing. I mean, I agree. I mean, I do think that, like, he deserves all of the Foot Locker memes that he's getting. Like, what is that shirt? Beetlejuice, yeah. It's weird. And it's like, yeah, I just, I do feel like this, like, idea of, like, walking through hell. It's like, there's a part of me that's like, every time our kids are around and we can't just get naked and fuck, it is hell. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? How, like, wh- Right, how did you walk through hell? They, like, I think what she means is, like, he cried once. You know what I mean? Like, like We have mental health cried- issues and it is hell. Right, like he like cried about his childhood, which is healthy and normal. And she's like, "Oh my God, we're going so deep." You right, know? it's like, or it's like, it's like we had like a bad ayahuasca trip, and it was hell, and that was walking through hell. We vomited. Right. So normalize just being basic. On that same topic, we've had the Witherspoon family feeding yes. us this week. So first, we had Reese who posted this thing, um, saying her goals for 2022 which were fine they weren't even that crazy I felt like everyone was being mean to her she said let's talk about habits are there any that have improved your daily life here are some I'm working towards start the day with a big glass of water Two, get 10 minutes of outdoor light at Huberman lab recommends morning light three spend 30 to 60 minutes reading without distraction every day four get in bed by 10 p.m no late night tv binges Try to get eight hours of rest. Now, that doesn't really trigger me. It is a little bit annoying because I'm like, okay, Reese, like a little bit heavy on the Tracy flick, but like, whatever. (laughs) It's Reese. You know, like, you know that she doesn't have this perfect life. Like, we saw her asking the cop wasted if he knew who she was when she got pulled over for a DUI. Like, this is part of the Reese charm. Like, she, she kind of we know she's not perfect and we all go along with it and i love that i mean you know? I, her relationship with ryan Phillippe is like my favorite thing that exists in the like in the you know long-term canon why because like even if it was like a little bit abusive it's like so fucking sexy that they were just so young and hot together and like it's, even if he was kind of controlling and abusive and then she left i love that she has sort of like a dark sexy past yeah they got mad i don't love that just I don't mean record. I don't want anyone to be abused. I don't want him to be abused. <laughs> but I do love that it's not like squeak. I just like I like when she's not like squeaky clean and she made these she's like never passionate squeaky choices. Clean. She made some real choice. She does make choices like out of passion and out of just yeah. like fuck it, we're going live. Like I, I think she is more wild than like her brand. And but I here's what I think about the Ina Garner. Cause, okay, so Ina Garner responded. Yeah, Ina Garten responded and said, to quote Reese Witherspoon, that sounds great, but I'm probably not doing any of those things. LOL, which immediately out the gate to me 
that's pick me. That's pick me behavior. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, could never be me. And it's like, okay, like you have a fucking cooking empire. We know that you're organized. I know. <laughs> so then she goes, LOL, my formula is easier to follow. One, drink more large cosmos. Two, stay up late watching addictive streaming series. Three, stay in bed in the morning playing Sudoku instead of reading a good book. Four, spend more time safely with people you love. In a pandemic, I do what I can. So I just like, I. everyone was kind of applauding her for this. And I don't know, I just found it annoying because it kind of reminds me of girls who are like, I don't even know how to do makeup, you know? (laughs) And it's like, fuck, like, okay, so you have perfect skin, congratulations. Like, if you needed to know how to do makeup, you would, but you haven't needed to, so you don't. It's like, okay, Ina, you're, maybe you think you're disorganized, but no, you're fucking on top of it, so let's not pretend. Well, you know what I really think it is, side note, like, it's funny because, like, even this podcast, like, it's basically just two types of goal setters are people right so it's like reason like you're more of a reese in terms of like i am gonna work out i am gonna take care of myself whereas i'm more of an ina which is like i'm waking up in the middle of the day if i party too late you know like but 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 well, me too and then i'm gonna beat myself up right, about just, it for the next nine care, hours but you have more of a reese desire to get it right whereas i'm yes. like fuck it i'm not getting it right but what i think it is though ultimately it comes down to the two different types of women who are doing this plague, which is like women who have children and women who don't. So I think what Reese feels is the responsibility to be a parent and to actually like be this face of like, hey, just if, even if it's not perfect, like let's try to do these things. Cause like if I had children, I would be way more into like promoting drinking water. I mean, not that I don't drink water, but like I would be much more careful about what I said publicly and what I practiced in terms of my daily habits because it's like it's my responsibility now to raise these people to be the best versions of self the best versions of themselves that they can be whereas like Ina doesn't have kids so she's living a, it's like there's just these two parallel experiences one is like when you are responsible for other people and one when you're not okay I think what it is I I do think it's two different experiences I don't think it has as much to do with kids like, I think it's just kind of an archetype of person. And a lot of it has to do with the way that we brand ourselves in social media as a response to the pressure on women having to be perfect and have it all. So when we, when I worked at Galore, we coined these terms, coffee girl and pizza girl, because at that time on Instagram, it was a lot like, you know, it was what year was it? 2015 Instagram. So it was a lot more basic than it is now. It, it was not so much. Um, I don't even think stories existed yet. So we had the coffee girls who would post pictures of their coffee mm-hmm. and then the pizza girls who post pictures of their pizza and never the twain shall meet. So it's like <laughs> Reese is the coffee girl. She's like ready for up the day. Up and at it, you everybody. Just- yeah, you have as many hours in a day as Beyonce, right, like right, getting right. ready and like wearing, you know, like a perfectly tailored pea coat with little ankle boots that like MLM moms wear. Mm-hmm. And then Ina is pizza girl. She's like, oh, work hard, play hard. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's those two girls in motion. And I just think it's really funny because 
I, yeah, you're a pizza girl, and I guess I'm more of a coffee girl. You're more of a coffee girl. I'm more a pizza girl. But, but I think you're what you're saying also is, like, dead fucking on, which is that, like, it isn't actually that in real life I don't drink coffee or you don't eat pizza. It's that in our terms of our, like, personal brand, yeah, that's what we share about ourselves. You're more put together on purpose. I'm sloppier on purpose, let's tell people. But here's what I really think it is. <laughs> Astrologically, check this, right? So, so I'm looking at the charts of Ina and Reese. I'll be quick. But, okay, so what do we got? Reese is, you know, basics, okay, blah, blah, blah. She's an Aries sun, cute. She's a Capricorn moon, cute. So, like, on a basic level, what is she? Oh, no, actually, wait, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. She's an, she's an Aries sun, a Sagittarius, a late Sagittarius moon. So, okay, so she's got a lot of passion. She's got a lot of fire. It, oh, oh, no, I see what it's saying. They don't know her birth time. So, basically, she's either a Sagittarius moon or a Capricorn moon. I actually would guess she was a Capricorn moon. That felt right Reese? to me. Yeah. Because and what's she, her sun? She's an Aries sun either way. Okay. But but she is a either a Capricorn or a Sag Moon. I would guess Capricorn. Okay, now Ina is a Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon. But so either way, it's like there's things that that Ina's not saying, and there's a certain way that she wants to come across, which is like wacky and different. Whereas Reese wants to come across as a little bit more cardinal, a little bit more leadership, a little bit yeah. more like I'm I'm the mom right now. But here's where I think it gets interesting. In in Reese's chart, in Aries, so she's an early degree Aries son, but she also has her Chiron and her Lilith in Aries. Ina is an Aquarius son with her Lilith exactly conjunct her son and her chirons on her moon actually so to me what the, this might be in too in the weeds here but just go for it okay so basically what all i'm saying is when you have your lilith and your chiron and your jupiter all together in the same sign as your son there is more of a pressure to maintain less of a lillian energy because that wound is right there on your face versus Ina, whose wound is more hidden. Mm -hmm. So she actually is like leading with Lilith, Lilith and then whatever hurts her or whatever like behind closed doors, how much water and coffee and books she's reading is more like save that like like the wounding isn't isn't she's not as afraid to be wounded publicly as much as she is dealing with her own stuff internally whereas reese is very careful about her image she does have that bad girl side that lilith is right there but then lilith is right with her chiron and her jupiter so it's almost like when she acts like lilith then she is wounded in a way that feels explosive and then also because that lilith is with her chiron and her jupiter again with her son she actually feels more of a responsibility than Ina does to be still a bad girl but a healer bad girl whereas Ina is like fuck everybody I'm just an alien and I do think mm -hmm. the, the last piece of it is that in terms of branding choices it's like Reese does have a book club Ina has no kids and is basically selling fattening food so I think they're actually both <laughs> yeah. completely and totally on brand and I don't think it's bitchy of Ina to respond I think it's just a, sort of like a writing prompt and Ina is giving a I, I could see where Ina's wound would have her be triggered into going I hope that people don't know that that is not the requirement of women this year yeah but no one said it was the requirement it's not even that hard drink water, go outside, read a book, go to sleep. That's fucking nothing. Yeah. And like, and Ina said, LOL, my formula is easier to follow. I'm just like, no one's in danger of losing their mind because they're following Reese Witherspoon's lifestyle advice. Like, I don't know. That's why I, I 
like Ina's triggered me and Reese has triggered everybody else. So I thought that was really weird. And actually what's funny, to, neither of them triggered me. And I just thought, oh, neat. It's like me and Molly. <laughs> the one other thing that's on my mind, Jamie Lynn. Did you watch the GMA? Oh, no, I didn't watch it. This is already too long, though. And if we're going to do that, we need to put way more time into it. Okay, if you want to do a Jamie Lynn at any point, we could do a bonus or do it next week. But it's pretty. Watch. Yeah, watch we should do interview. it next week. It's it's it's. I have a lot of questions for you in terms of opinion and PR stuff. Like it's pretty interesting. And then what they're okay. both saying about it, it, it's it's worth a it's worth a watch. All right, maybe we should do a special then. Okay, so hold on a sec. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we are going to talk about Jamie Lynn and Brittany next week. So make sure you do your homework and watch all the fallout from that. Hey, that's Sorry. her. That's Molly telling you guys, Hey, shape up, listen to the space trash podcast and leave a review and buy some merch. He literally keeps eating the Christmas tree and it's not even Christmas. <laughs> but Oscar. actually that's on you. Like, why is there still a Christmas Oscar, tree? Why would he He's only eat so it? So busy. Christmas? But he I'm would, so I think past that, he's actually just trying to help you clean up. I know. Okay. Anyway, everyone, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We do not have enough ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts compared to how many people listen to this podcast. I don't know what you, you know guys what are cool? doing. You know what would be cool? If you guys listen and you like an episode, fucking screenshot it and put it on your stories. Yeah, please. That would be so cool. That would be so cool of you. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs>